Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Hi, how are you, Keaton? Good morning, Chat. How's the farm? Uh, very well, thank you. And how about yours? Good, good. It's good. a while. It's nearly 10 years since you and I had a chin wag. A lot has happened. A lot of water under the bridge since then, Mike. Yeah, a lot has happened. I've been, uh, I've released two albums under Universal Records. I went independent in 2016, released a photo two albums independently, uh, started getting into songwriting and a production for different pop artists and kind of had a little journey on that for a while. And now, 10 years on from my debut, Lonely Out of Brave, I've gone back uh, and independently self-funded, re-recorded the first album and yeah. kind of come back full circle to start a conversation about contracts and music, uh, the music industry and kind of ownership and control over, over yeah. musicians' art. I mean, like you and I, I'm sure you're blue in the face from answering the question, where does the name Maverick Sabre come from? So do you mind sharing that with us again? I promise you I'll never ask you that again. (laughs) Uh, Maverick Sabre came from when I was 14. I was on the Irish hip-hop scene as a kid, and I used to produce beats, and I started up a MySpace page, for anyone who remembers MySpace, and uh, my initials are MS. And I found two words that uh, kind of had the meaning of, of the music and the sentiment that I wanted to put out. Maverick, someone who puts on a hard in front. Um, or, uh, sorry, Sabre, someone who puts on a hard in front to get through hard times. And Maverick, someone who thinks outside the box. And that's kind of what I wanted to do with my music moving forward. So, Yeah, I mean, you're one of Wexford's most creative uh, recent exports. And I believe you recently joined up with another creative mind, a singer called Dahi. And it's going to bring a new twist to a song from your classic debut album, Lonely of the Brave. Can you tell us about that link-up, please? Uh, that was um, through Jameson. They'd asked us to kind of do a, um, a part of a series where an Irish artist abroad and an Irish artist at home connect. And Dahi came to London and um, we sat down and we kind of, well, he really reimagined uh, uh, an, an early song of mine called Open My Eyes and took his own spin on it and uh, kind of brought it into his ambient dance world. Your memories and, and your time in Wexford in Ireland, can you just share some of that with us, uh, Michael? Uh, just to take us on that journey, because the link where you are now and, and where you were, because it was New Rosses where I met you last. It was, yeah. Well, I was I was born in, in Stoke Newington in Hackney in London, uh, an Irish family. My dad's born and raised in New Ross, and from the age of four... I was raised in New Ross um, until the age of 17, 18, when I left and came back to London. I've been living in London ever since. And Yeah, my dad, you know, brought me up. Mum and dad uh, brought me up on a, on, a, on a very kind of like strong musical household. My dad, uh, a musician, always had been in bands with my uncle and uh, all his friends were all musicians growing up. So there was a lot of like live music in the house. He was a big, he was a big um, blues fan. So there was a lot of like... Woody Guthrie, Robert Johnson, um, Creedence Clearwater, um, and he was a kind of, yeah, early rock and roll, blues, and a bit of trad music and country fan. So I was just brought up around music. Um, yeah. And then through my schooling, I was always playing guitar, singing songs, writing. I got into hip-hop and soul music and reggae and jazz at a young age, and that kind of blended into everything I've been brought up with. Yeah, where did you go to school? I went to school in the Good Council, and I went to school. my primary school was uh, St. Canice's in Ross Barker. Yeah, and then it really took off, and your name was high on the agenda, but what was happening was you were making no money whatsoever from this. Were you making anything at all? How were you surviving? So, so how um, records work, the records are split. There's, um, for every song, there's the... Um, there's a publishing, a writing side for the people who write it, so luckily enough, I'm a writer, so I write the majority of my music 
um, and there's the master, the final recording. So for every purchase, every stream online, um, every Apple purchase or Spotify stream, um, the money split. So sadly, being young and slightly naive, and the only contracts that were being offered by a, you know a kind of a major label run industry at the time was an eighty twenty or seventy five twenty five um, deal, which means that you may get an advance up front, um, which is all recoupable. Any spend, any marketing spend is all recoupable. So the label don't really have any risk factor behind the money they put up and they kind of, it's an open-ended checkbook that you constantly recoup back. But the the dangerous thing is, is that as an artist, you're not really aware that for every £100 that a record may make, they take eighty pounds straight into their pocket, and you constantly have to recoup back off that twenty pound, mm-hmm. that twenty percent. So, for most artists, you know, if you're, if the spend on a record is two hundred and fifty grand, you have to make uh, one point two five million to clear your account to even start making money. So, no matter how well a record does, it's kind of like yeah. the worst mortgage in the world. And uh, have you managed? To, because I, I've lost count of the number of artists who've written songs who lost out in the royalties. Were you? Have you been cued that way to protect your royalties? Uh, and are you managing to make money on those? Yeah, I protected my royalties in a publishing sense. Um, and I was aware of the publishing side of stuff, but sadly, for the first two albums that I released, I, you know, was naive um, and kind of at that stage, kind of fresh behind the ears about the the financial backdrop to the contracts on the physical side, um, which is why in 2016 I left um, Universal Records um, and I started my own journey as an independent artist, which meant that I kind of had to rebuild everything again, and I kind of started up my own independent movement um and yeah started to get back into a better financial situation that i could even come back into re-recording this album now putting it out under my own funding under my own name and kind of trying to get people to come back and stream this so are you now in a better financial state when you're speaking to me this morning 100 percent. yeah yeah for, you know better better financial state sorry better financial state better kind of far much more knowledge and awareness and security in the business behind it. Because I think the danger is, is a lot of young artists go in to the music industry, hmm. not taking into consideration that it's an industry and we have creative minds and not all of us are, you know, are well-versed in the financial understanding of the yeah. business elements that come, come with it. Absolutely brilliant to talk to you. What's the five-year plan for Maverick Sabre now? Uh, more music. This is... This is uh, this has sparked, I think, you know, funny, like, getting back and listening to the, to the old record and getting back into that mindset. As much as I've matured, hopefully, and, and gained a bit more knowledge about the business element, and I've been touring for 10 years and been writing and sharpening my tools for 10 years, listening back to the early version of the album reminded me how fearless I was at 19, and, and it sparked something again in me. So this is a new beginning for me, you know. I, I still feel like I've got the best albums to make, and I've got far much more of a journey to have and I don't anything stops music's got no boundaries so for the next five years it's it's uh it's near us to Madison Square Garden and nothing less so yeah do you make it back to Wexford much I do make it back to Wexford yeah I'm going back for Christmas um, enjoy I get back quite a back back a, a lot to Wexford it's, it's good to recharge the batteries and go back home okay so the next release is uh, well you, you released one on the 28th of January when's the next release so the album, the Lonely Out of Brave album came out, the Mavs version came out on the 30th of last month, um, and we're constantly pushing that for the next couple of months. 
Um, so if anyone's listening, go and stream and buy and download that. Um, rather than the old version, you can still be a fan of the old version and listen to that. But if you do, please listen to this as well at the same time. Um, and then we're going to have new albums and new projects and collaborations out in the new year. Something good, yes, I need Blue skies, I need No times, I need Something good, yes, something good Something good, yes, something good Oh, 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 oh. All these days seem so far away When I was different of the way I've come Back then when I hadn't seen Half the things I never thought I'd see But come someone I never thought I'd be Oh, because of something good Yeah, I need sunshine I need angels I need something good And everything I stood for Don't know what more left to look for In life, I began to lose hope Found it out of to cope Everything around me And then people that put down me Oh, I, I was in a place I didn't want to be Seeing face after face I didn't want to see I, 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 I didn't go out of my mind Only God knows All them girls that I used to see running around the rain I used to see pouring down the eh, 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 eh. They did nothing for me Cause I need sunshine I need angels I need So I'm out in work Yes I need Your skies I need Oh oh times I need So I'm thinking what is something good
Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.